Hey everyone, I'm Josh Brown, and this is the Follow Your Soul Heart Podcast. Today's topic is how to land the job you want even when they turn you down. (laughs) This one is a challenge because many of us have faced this rejection that can happen in the professional realm. And that rejection comes after you've done all the interviews, you've gotten to the final step, and then all of a sudden you don't even get a phone call, you just get an email. (laughs) And that email says that you're not the most qualified candidate for the job. It's soul crushing, it's heart wrenching, it's heart stopping for some of us. But at the end of the day, on a serious note, This is one of the things that can set back so many of us in the entrepreneur land. So I want to help you understand that life isn't over if you get rejected. And ultimately, you can still land the job that you want even when they've turned you down. Now, before we dive in any further, many of you are sitting there thinking, wait, I thought this was about being an entrepreneur, not going and working for someone else. And first, I want to say you're correct, but some of us don't have that luxury to step out right away and immediately because we don't have a strong enough network. And in order to get a strong enough network, I believe that you need to spend a few years in the workplace, whether you're interning, working full time for a company, uh, particularly, I believe that working for a place such as a YMCA in a corporate area or even a membership facility, retail, restaurant work, anything like that can actually develop the backbone that you need and the foundation that you need in order to be a successful person in the workplace. So this is where that's coming from. I spent about 10 years in the workplace before I ever stepped foot into running my own company. I was working, and probably if you added it all up, it was even more than that because I farmed growing up, but most people won't have that luxury. Um, So I began working while I was in college, like beyond just the farm, and I carried that into a full-time position the second that I graduated, and I worked in that full-time kind of realm for almost about 10 years. Now, why is that important? I believe it was during that 10 years that I formulated a lot of my business ideas and I formulated a lot of the backbone that I would need to be a successful entrepreneur. Okay, so let's walk down memory lane real quick and I'm going to talk about the time that I was rejected after driving across the country for an interview at a workplace that I truly believed I was going to get the job no matter what. (laughs) This is not something I recommend, by the way, but my wife and I were in a stage of transition in our lives, and we were trying to leave the area we were living at in the time, Arizona. Currently, we are back here, just so you know, but we wanted to leave there and move across the country to Nashville, Tennessee. It was where we had one of our first dates. I personally grew up in Kentucky, so it was closer to the area that I enjoyed. My wife loved rain. It just made sense, you know? (laughs) So Laura and I decided we were going to pack up and believe that I was going to get this job because I had had a chance to get an interview. Now, we drive across the country and literally I get there one day, my interview's the next, I'm staying an hour and a half north, so that morning my interview's at like eight o'clock, get up, 
get going on the road at like six o'clock. I sit in this parking garage sweating for 30 minutes, get out. I feel like I've overdressed because the second I walk in, no one in this place has a suit and tie on. I've definitely overdressed at this point. I walk in, I'm stumbling around on my interview, but at the end of the day, I still feel confident that I can do this job and I'm the best qualified candidate to be able to work in this new workplace in downtown Nashville. Um, for the record, it was at the YMCA of Middle Tennessee. That was my first corporate America kind of job, even though it was a nonprofit, I call it corporate America because it was. And this place would have been incredible to work for. So I go through the interview and it's a few days later and I'm starting to sweat a little bit. I haven't heard anything, which doesn't seem to be a good sign, but I know they have a lot of interviews and it's a week later, a week and a half later, two weeks later, and I haven't heard anything. So at this point, I start to take matters into my own hands and say, well, if I haven't heard anything, I need to be proactive. And so I had a friend who knew the CEO during that transition period there, and I was able to go meet with him. And I just, I just told him, look, I want this job, but more than that, I want to be a part of what you have going on here in Middle Tennessee at the YMCA. And so he got me connected with a bunch of different people. So that way, if this one job didn't land or work out entirely, I would have maybe some other options. The problem is all of those options were minimum wage and I needed about double what the minimum wage was at the time. At the time it was probably like $5.50. You know, these days kids can get away with this whole, you know, $10, $15 minimum wage stuff. We actually had to suffer back in the day, you know. But anyway, finally, two weeks later, I get the email. And I mean, I'm so jazzed, so pumped. I know this is it. It's addressed to me the first little snippet, you know, that you read. <laughs> Whenever you're checking your email, you get like the two lines and it seems really positive. And so I'm praying, I'm just believing. I call my wife, I'm like, here I go. You're on the phone. I'm in a parking lot somewhere checking this email. I click it and rejection. I did not land the job after driving 1,700 miles across the country and then an hour and a half one way the day of just to interview for this position when I know that I was more than qualified to be able to do it. It was an entry-level graphic designer position and I know that I should have been the one to get it. What do you do when you're crushed. <laughs> all of us have been here, right? We've all been in the moment where we knew it. We were confident. We believed it. You know, some of those prosperity preachers out there talk about it and they say, name it and claim it. I, you know, I, I already knew. I knew in the heart of hearts. I, my wife knew. I knew. We believed. I went in. I, even though I was nervous, I had that confidence. And at the end of the day, I got rejected. I didn't land the job. So now what? Well, I got to say, I was crushed because this was it. I mean, I, we literally moved everything. We didn't just, you know, drive across the country and hope to land it. We moved. <laughs> we packed all of our stuff and moved across the stinking country and I was rejected. So what do you do at this point, right? That's the big question. Do you sit around and sort of, you know, bask in your sorrows? Do you you know, try to find people who will uh, sort of give you that, oh man, I'm sorry, dude, that really stinks. 
You know, do you go around and sit with people that are just going to say, you know what, screw them, don't worry about it, you're going to find something even better. I think there's different people might relate to different aspects of what you need as far as encouragement goes. But at the end of the day, I want to land the job even though they turn me down. I don't want this to be the end of it. Now, here, let me caveat this a little bit, right? You're not always going to be able to land a job that somebody said you're not qualified for because sometimes you're not qualified for it. You've seen American Idol where all these parents have told these kids, you can sing. You're the best little singer that's ever happened to the world, little Johnny. But at the end of the day, they get up in front of millions of people and they blow it. They get on there thinking they're confident, they've got the singing ability, and they just simply are not good. So there's times when you're not good. I'm talking about the times when you know you're good, you know you're qualified, and you know that you should be the one to get this job. How do you land the job you want even when they turn you down? Well, first, I had already been meeting with some people to say, hey, I want to be inside of this ecosystem. Because here's the deal, guys. If you're able to get inside of the ecosystem, now you have a better and more direct path to land the job that you want. You might have to go and work a job for a season that you didn't want. And while you're at that job, you can start to have influence in order to get to where you want to go. So I'm going to give you two examples. One is my own. In my case, I was flat out rejected. However, I was still watching and waiting because I felt that this was the right job. I was going to get it eventually, no matter what I needed to do. But I didn't just sit around. I was watching the job board. You know, they would post pretty regularly. Um, so I'm watching the job board over here. Meanwhile, I'm meeting with people. I'm meeting with executive directors. I'm meeting with staff people. I'm trying to get to know people and build relationships because that's going to help me go ahead and get some people in my network that if I ever do land the job or even on my way to it, I'm going to be able to use those people to help propel me towards my hopes and dreams. That's what my mentality was at the time, still my mentality today, even inside a business, trying to create a sell. It, you have to have this go get it attitude. You can't just sit around and wait for somebody to show up and then grab your hand and walk you right in there and give you a paycheck. You have to go and search for it, right? I think we all get it, but sometimes you just need that extra kick and you need to develop the mindset. We talked about it last in the last episode, the seven-month mentality, right? You need to develop a mindset that's going to get you to the places that you want to go. If you're sitting back and just waiting for things to happen, you're never going to end up in a place intentionally. It's always going to be by accident. I want to have my hopes and dreams and then pursue those directly. I don't want someone else to sort of micromanage things in my life and control me and then send me in a direction they want me to go. I want to know what am I called to do and then pursue that. So I'm going, I'm meeting with people, I'm getting closer to landing a job. And then all of a sudden the job is reposted, reposted. This was a break. In fact, when I first saw it, I thought, man, they must not have hired any of us. Like, that's pretty cold. <laughs> I mean, I knew that I was qualified for this, and they reposted it. So I called a friend that I met who I went and I interviewed with, and I had a minimum wage job if I wanted to. Problem was, at the time, I was living pretty far away, so that was a little bit out of the question, but I was starting to actually consider it. 
And so I go and I meet or call him up and I'm talking to him and he says, look, tell them that you will do whatever it takes. You'll pour them coffee. You'll go in and read the manual. You'll go in and uh, try to work on whatever projects they have. You'll even work for free if that's what it takes. Like tell them you'll go in and work for free in order to get the experience to land the job because he understood the principle if you can get inside of the ecosystem and then work really hard and be diligent, you're going to prove yourself and then you're going to get the job. So that's what I did. I called him up and I said, hey, I saw this job was reposted and I just wanted to say I'm available right now. I can come and start today if you want me to and I will work temporarily. I'll work for free if that's what it takes, but I just want to work in this company and I want to work with you guys. I loved your team and I believe that I have the ability to do the job. Now, when the individual who would later become my boss, this is the happy ending of the story, right? Because I did land the job. That individual heard the confidence in my tone, which sounded probably a little bit different than the confidence in my interview. And he realized he's up against a rock in a hard place. And here's somebody that may not have had the skill set that they wanted to hire, but was somebody who was willing to do whatever it takes to get hired. And this was a Friday when I said, hey, I'll come down today and, you know, sign all the stuff, get everything in order to start the job immediately. And so that's what he said. He said, if you can come in today and sign the papers proving that, you know, I think the first question he said was, have you committed a felony in the past 30 days? Have you done any drugs in the past 60 days? So I passed that test. And uh, at that point, um, I was able to go in, sign the paperwork needed, and I literally started on Monday. I went from a, all day, uh, two, two straight weeks and then some thinking, this job did not happen. It's not going to be a possibility. I'm going to have to spend a lot more time working my way towards it. And then boom, I was in the right place at the right time with the right vision. That's what it takes in order to land that job, even though they rejected me. Long story short, I worked about 30 days temporarily. I did get paid, thankfully, praise the Lord, because it was an hour and a half one-way drive. I had a wife and a small child who was about, oh, I think about three months old at the time. And ultimately, I showed this team that I was committed to the cause that they were working for, and I would do whatever it takes to land the job and do whatever it takes to do the work. That's the big key here. People don't just want to see that you're excited to start, but that you can do really good work once you get there. So I, I took home the manual. I read it from front to cover. I learned the software that I hadn't used in 10 years, and I landed the job that I had dreamed of. In fact, it would be the job that would give me the backbone to eventually start my own company because I would grow forward, I would get promoted a few times, and then ultimately I would feel the confidence that I needed in order to start Soulheart. Now, a second scenario. One of my friends while I was there, her name was Ashley. Ashley wanted to work in our department, the marketing department. Ashley had a passion for it. Ashley was already in the ecosystem. She was, a, I believe she was a membership director or, and 
going towards an actual executive director, which is where you run a local YMCA. But in the middle of it, she had a degree that she wanted to use. She had a passion for design and graphics and marketing, and she understood it. And so she would volunteer and she would get around the team that would potentially be able to hire her. Even though there wasn't a job available, she knew that she wanted to work in the corporate atmosphere and be able to affect more than one branch of the YMCA. Ashley went out of her way volunteering, being present, coming to visit and talking to us and developing marketing plans that would get noticed by us at her own center. In fact, she began to take on the graphic design work at her own location. She came in and got trained, she got the software, and eventually she started doing uh, some of the work that we used to do in our marketing department at the local level. She showed us that she was willing and committed to go and do the work that we were doing. Now, for us, it took a load off. At the marketing department in the central area, it took a complete load off of having one more center that you had to micromanage, make sure they're using the logo right. Everybody was always screwing up the brand and we were always having to get on their uh, case about it. In fact, they would call people in our department the brand police because for so many years, people could just pull off a Microsoft clip art. And when the YMCA of the USA rebranded, you could no longer do that. And you had to have a very specific guided style to all of your promotional and marketing material. Ashley learned how to do that. Then down the road, and we're talking months, several months here. She spent a lot of time. She had learned some stuff. Down the road, a couple people left and the job opened up the job that she wanted to get hired for. Now, here's the thing. At this point, this job was more of an entry-level job. Ashley was not an entry-level person. However, because she wanted to get inside of the marketing department and she knew this is what she wanted to do in her career, even though this was not necessarily the job that she wanted to start out in at the salary level, she knew this is where I wanted to go. Now, years before, Ashley had applied for this job and didn't get it because she didn't have the skill set. Now, she had the skill set, so the job that she originally didn't land, she got rejected from, she was able to go forward with a newfound skill set that the very team that rejected her was now about to hire her and they had also trained her. This is a beautiful story because it shows when you have a passion, you don't need to stop pursuing that passion just because something didn't work out. When you have a passion, you need to always pursue it. You need to talk about it. You need to be involved with it. And ultimately, you need to always keep your eyes open because when that opportunity opens up, you've got to be willing and ready to open or at least knock on the door. Many people get rejected. And then they spend the rest of their time thinking, oh, well, I got rejected, so I, that's never going to happen. In fact, I've seen, a, I've seen this a lot with people that are very close to me in my network, and they get rejected, and then what they end up doing is shutting down completely. They didn't get the job that they wanted, and so they never, ever work that job for the rest of their lives. I think this is a travesty, and I think that if you pursue it with a passion, you're always gonna manage to somehow land the job you want, even when they turn you down. Well, hey guys, thanks for listening and giving me your attention. As always, I'm super humbled by it. 
I believe that these kind of stories are super encouraging to myself. And so my hope and prayer is that that can be the takeaway that you have as well. Um, please feel free, reach out to me, josh at soulheart.co. If you have any questions, if you want to talk about life, business, relationships, marriage, whatever the topic is that's on your mind, we're going to be creating a whole lot more episodes. We've got some video that we've been working with, lots of new things coming down the pipe through the various products we have inside of Soulheart, the online businesses that we're running. And my hope and prayer is that I'll be able to continue to share with you the different processes, the learnings, the trials, the mistakes that I've made all the way through as we grow this thing to the next level. Please stay tuned, follow along, subscribe, whatever you need to do, because I guarantee you that tomorrow's a brighter day, the best is yet to come, and you always, always, always need to follow your soul heart. Thank you guys for listening. This has been another episode of the Follow Your Soul Heart Podcast.